This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No rest. We can discuss. Give me your truth. It never fails. Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Lil Real. Right now, you're tuning to Keeping It Real with Yo Wayne. That's right, and we're here in full effect. In the building. I see you with the uh, the Marshall joint. What's that? Arthur Ag man. Arthur, shout out the legend Arthur Ag. Arthur Ag legend in the building. Have you ever seen the movie Hoop Dreams? That's mm-hmm. how you know who Arthur Ag and William Gates are. One of the greatest documentaries ever made is Hoop Dreams. You probably think his last dance then Hoop Dreams. Yep. <laughs> his last dance, Hoop Dreams, four little girls. Hmm. Documentary, you sure? You, yes, didn't, you didn't think about this all the way through. And then like, well, we just talking about documentary movies. Okay. Now, docu-series, um, well, The Last Dance, I guess, is considered. The series, yeah, 10 part. Uh, <laughs> OJ versus the people. Oof. The that, first, was that shit was yeah, wild. That was good. That was good. That was really good. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of my favorite, uh, you know, genres of documentary of all time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That was good. That was real good. So, today, guys, uh, it's it's so much going on in our world, and I, I kind of hate we have to talk about this, but it is what it is, and it still happens. Um, I know, you know, and you know, it's not about what day because we never know what days you're gonna listen to this or come out. But mm-hmm. you know, happen when we recording this, it's Tyree Nichols' mm. funeral today. Yeah. Uh, the young man that was brutally beat and murdered by officers in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get to that, because you know this is you know it's ties to Memphis. I want to give a shout out and a rest in peace to my friend Gangsta Boo. Man. Lost her on January first. Wow, which was I was actually in shock. You know, you had text me and I was just I called you. You called me. Because I, I, I literally just read it, and then I text her wow. to make sure it wasn't some shit I just heard. Mm. You know, no response. Yeah. And then you heard the truth. The weird part, you know I'm a big 3-6 Mafia. Huge 3-6 Mafia. We went to the verses. We were there. And, um, you know, a huge Gangsta Boo fan. Yeah. I think I had like tagged her that I was I went. He was there. And I think and she, she responded. She, she hit me back. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'm a fan of your work too, blah, blah, blah. And we became friends. Which <laughs> is crazy. She's the only person I ever let smoke in my house. <laughs> I didn't like tell her to do it. She just started doing it. So I ain't stop, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, she came and hung out with me at the dime. Uh the DJ was dope enough to play like just where the dollars at and a couple other songs and uh but yeah I, it's one of those and I just want to just show love to just she's just a she's a the 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 cadences of how 
not only just female rappers, but just rappers in general rap mm-hmm. come from her and, and those guys. And she's a legend. And so Gangsta Boo, man, right. rest in peace. Rest Thank in you peace. for letting me um, experience your energy and your support. It's so crazy because she had reposted my verses, did bit I did about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But she had to take it down immediately because the guy. So I was getting threats <laughs> from Three Six Mafia members, but I didn't really believe these dudes was Three Six Mafia members. <laughs> you mean like the entourage? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, yo, what you said about Paul's hand? I didn't even say nothing about it. I would just say what I saw the hand do. And Gangsta Boo had posted it, but she didn't see the whole thing. She she only posted it because she thought it was funny to be talking about Busy Bone because you know she went in on Busy Bone that night. Right. And uh, she's like, I ain't know you talk about it, but I ain't talk about it. I was like, look, I had a mail. And she she actually calmed them down, like, yo, real didn't mean it like that. She's like, Paul probably don't even care like that. Which I don't know if that's the truth because I saw this nigga go off, you know, because he didn't go to the funeral. So then, you know, I guess people was talking shit. So Paul did a video, like, yeah, I ain't going to a funeral by paper, that shit. I love boo. You know, he just, so I'm like, oh, no, nah, this nigga probably watch and hear everything if he's responding to some shit none of us saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm like, you know, Lil' Brown, we ain't going to Memphis anytime soon, especially why Boo gone. You know what I mean? I'm not, it's no reason for me to go to Memphis. Man. You have be like, real, come do a show in Memphis. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, rest in peace, Gangsta Boo. I, I, man, I love you. Thank you so much. I love when I meet somebody I like, uh, or artist or actor that, like, as a fan, you know, when I was mm-hmm. a kid and, you know, you get to meet him in real life, and you're like, dang, you dope as fuck, you know. And so, man, shout out to Gangsta Boo, man, just cool as fuck. It, that was so. Sh- it's still shocking to me, to be quite honest with you. I very, I hate when I text somebody, and like, especially somebody I know, and I'm like hearing stuff about them gone, and then that's usually what I do. I text mm. or call, you know. Um, it's like, damn. And so Memphis, Memphis, uh. Memphis got a lot of shit on them right now, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, uh, young Dolph from there. Yeah. Um, I know they're celebrating him soon, the Dolph Day. I saw that somewhere. Yeah. So. And recently, Tyree Nichols, who, you know, is this is this is a very unique case. To me, then all was well, a couple unique things. First of all, him and Brianna Taylor have the same exact birthday mm. and was born the same exact year. Wow, which is crazy. And I saw Tamika uh, Monroe talk about this that she had to comfort Brianna's mom because when this this was triggering when she found out they had the same exact birthday, mm. day, year, everything, and uh, you know. I think one of the, the there's a couple of things happening here, right? Um, the Memphis police chief reacted quickly and fired five officers who were all black, yeah. uh, which is when you understand it's not about black or white when it you know when it comes to uh, the things that happen with somebody's very um, power stricken, ignorant ass cops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, yeah. Um, and let me say this too, you know, I have. I didn't see the news that came out yesterday. Oh, I did. Oh. Uh, we I, we gonna go there. I'm I'm a, I, I want to start somewhere first with the police chief, mm-hmm. because 
you know, this they their whole thing was called the Scorpion Group or whatever. She put that group together. And, you know, I think her reaction to it was to kind of clean her shit up. You know what I'm saying? Because it all starts from the top, first of all. Mm-hmm. Let's just start with that first. And they picked those five officers, even though if you watch the video, it's a gang of motherfuckers there. All right. That all, you know, and they started, you know, as, as time has went on, we see people getting fired, EMTs, different things like that. So now, I don't know if this is true. You might be talking about as far as one of the police officers, uh, ex-girlfriend, baby mother, worked at FedEx with Tyree. Is that what you're talking about? No, it was more than just those five officers. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's that's been exposed. We all know that. You saw the video. We was like, motherfucker, come on now. Like, it's no way. Y'all picked those five. Yeah, that whole... which is interesting because the other two, one of them, only one of the other two has been identified, and he was white, I believe. Yeah, yeah, definitely wasn't black. Well, right, right. but that's why she had to. She had to. She just uh, got rid of the whole Scorpion unit. People in Memphis have been complaining about them for a while now. What's a Scorpion unit? What is that about? That's some shit they made. The fucker was supposed to be like to like. Because they said the violence in Memphis is supposed to be. First of all, this is what make me mad about officers like these motherfuckers. This young man, let's just talk about Tyree Nichols. Mm -hmm. I I fell into the rabbit hole of just like hearing people talk about him. The first video I saw was his pastor and his wife talk about him. Because that skateboard park is owned by a church. Okay. Outside of him skating there for himself, he was there showing kids, you know, you know, just he was doing that and watching him be emotionally talking about it was very interesting. This dude will go see a sunset every single day. Anybody that goes to see a sunset to me intentionally every day. The type of peace they have to have to do that every fucking day. Yeah. They're not a they can't be a violent person, in, in my opinion. Right. The way his mom described him. She said it. She kept it real. She said, look, I know everybody say their kid is good and all this stuff. She's like, no, 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 no. He was a really good person. I always said this, you know, because a lot of times when we talk about the police, you know, we talk about white police against black police, but it's really police, police. Where I come from, we have nothing but black officers. The motherfuckers that bullied us most of the time were black cops. Because for some reason, they think they're separate from the rest of us black people. Hmm. Black cops don't even know. I don't even think they think they black. Hmm. I saw a video a young lady said the other day that was so interesting. It was like, oh, they not going to come help you. The union and all that shit? <laughs> you niggas is done. Hmm. They not going to We've seen it before where right away the police union is reacting and telling them all this. Ain't nobody gave these motherfuckers a bit of advice. Hmm. You are on your own, playboys. Because they black. Like I'm not black. I'm OJ. I'm not black. I'm I'm officer. Man, this is gonna this is gonna be, I think a, for the next few months, we're gonna start seeing so much shit exposed about this whole fucking situation. Mm. Once again, I literally heard the rumor that. And I was, because I was always saying, like, nah, like, they ain't just fuck with this dude for no reason. It's something to this. And it's, I've been hearing it more and more. And we talking about from people that's from Memphis saying, like, no, one of those cops 
ex-girlfriend, baby mama that he still was into started liking Tyree. They both work at FedEx. And that shit was done on purpose. They say when he was cuffed to the car, he took a picture and sent it to her. Mm, what that? Yeah. Whoa. I, yeah, I, I heard that rumor too. I don't know if that part of it is true, but you definitely see him like take a picture of him like while he's like beat on the ground. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's deeper than that. It felt. It felt personal when you watched it. It didn't feel like yo. Like it took me a long time to even watch it. You I watched didn't the whole to. thing. You watched it. I watched the whole thing. I, I don't think I watched the pieces of it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I, I seen the whole thing. I, after the, yeah, I was like, come on now. You know what? What are we doing? Because it was just it's bullying. You know what's weird about this shit? And I've said this shit so many times. Man, I've been at parties, right? Well, I saw a nigga shoot a motherfucker. Told the police, hey. There go the nigga right there that shot that nigga. And he's like, wait, where's he at? Nigga, right there. There you go right there. He shot that that nigga. And was scared to approach this motherfucker. And that's a true story. Wow, wow. Because you never see them put that type of aggression on a motherfucker that actually did something. Hmm. Ever. When that boy shot them protesters, he was able to do all this shit and walk to... When that... Uh, boy shot up that fucking church like they've been able to just walk if I was a let me tell you something if I was a police officer I'd probably be suspended all, that's who I'd be beating the fuck out of hmm. oh this who shot that that little kid that was outside playing in the drive-by I'll be right back I'm gonna slap the shit out of this nigga I've never seen that aggression on motherfuckers that actually do something every time we had these cases it be on people that like that ain't even that's defenseless. Yeah, those are the people they're gonna attack. Like you say, it's just bullying. They're afraid of the person who's actually gonna do something back to them. And it's not. This is not the first time. Yeah. The reason why Brianna Taylor's mom is reacting the way she is because this shit won't. It hasn't stopped. No. Nope. The young man that used to like to play the violin, minding his business. Same shit. Yeah, man. You know, it's it's just it's just really people keep saying we can't dismantle the police, right? And I understand why that's said. Because but but this is where we we are in this weird time. Like, you know, we watch movies like uh what's that shit? Where they they had the night where everybody started fucking each other up. The purge. The purge. Mm-hmm. That is what that shit gonna kick off, to be honest with you. We do need to dismantle the police and redo all this shit. But if that happens, and it ain't nobody on these streets, and that's the threat they're making too, they probably be the ones putting the mask on starting the shit. Like the movie. Mm. It's always weird to me when movies in real life imitate each other, right? Where we like, damn, this person just had a good-ass idea. So, right. Nah, nigga. Them niggas, somebody knew a fact. That's why every time people bring up the Simpsons all the time. The Simpsons had these all these predictions. Right. That's just some motherfuckers knowing. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, you think about Independence Day. I know this is this is all from cops. And this is about but like now we even because of so much going on, we're not even reading everything that's they're showing in the regular news. Even extraterrestrial shit. Like, it's too much shit going on. I just hope that, like, 
Uh, this Tyree Nichols situation, it's just triggering, man. And it's scary. Because yeah. it ain't like, I don't walk around thinking because I'm on TV and film. That it, I honestly think this shit could happen to me. It actually makes me more paranoid. Right. Yeah. I mean, even if I ain't doing shit, you'd be scared of the police. So what was he supposedly doing? I I don't even know. Man, these fake ass niggas, if you watch the whole video, right? Uh-huh. They know they shit on, they knew so they just saying random shit. Put your arms down. Nigga, arm down. Stop fighting us. He ain't even fighting us. Wow. They thought if they say that shit, which this is gonna tell you something. That's why you know the training comes from the top. Mm. It is somebody telling them how to do that shit. So they had body cameras on. When it was a camera that caught them. What, what camera was that? All those cameras were on, but what they were trying to do was, like, by them saying all those weird-ass yeah. instructions. I get it. I get what they were trying to do, but there's cameras. You know what I'm saying? Like, how? what, right. what did y'all think? You're trying to make logic. Make logic of this. Yeah. Uh, no, not even the situation, but how officers think. If they think, they think they, like, literally untouchable. untouchable. I dated a female cop. I don't know. Did I tell the story on you? A female cop. I don't think you don't think you told. Have I told the story on the podcast? Yes. So I'm dating this gorgeous woman, right? Both our families know each other. You know, in Chicago, everybody thought that it could be a nice little situation. We grew, you know, our families grew up together. It was just beautiful. Now my auntie, I ain't gonna say which one it is because then everybody gonna know what I'm talking about. It was like, <laughs> I don't know, Terry. You know, I'm like, I don't know. She be the double. <laughs> We dating, we have it, it's cool. And she's fucking breathtaking. Like, fine, fine. We go on a date, right? She's driving. Driving crazy as fuck. I'm fucking frightened, right? Because cops think they in cop cars all the time. So she's driving like she got a fucking cop. Like, because you know, you we you could drive a cop car, people move over or slow down, so you could the cops do whatever they want to do. We was in a regular car, she was driving like that. And I'm like fucking scared out my fucking man. I'm like holding the seatbelt and shit. We hit somebody. She was like, you saw that shit? I'm like, what, you uh, <laughs> you hit that? No, he hit me. From behind. We uh, behind him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right? She's like, fuck, motherfucker. So she get out the car aggressive to this dude, and she's waiting on the police. She's like, don't go no fucker where. Right, I'm like this motherfucker ain't in her uniform, right? And I'm like frightened that this woman just sit there like this. So the cop shows up, the police officer. You know, he talks to the car first. And he comes up like, yeah, he said did you bust. She's like, also, you know, she pulled out her bag. She's like, oh, okay, blah blah blah. And she's like, yeah, he, no, he hit me, just bagged up. And she's like, real, that's what happened, right? And I was like, oh. So what you shaking your head for like that? Like, cause um. Um, he was sitting at the light and um, cause he was he was making these weird lefts and rights he was looking at me when he was talking a little bit and then you bumped into him (laughs) oh I bumped into him yes I don't want to lie to the officer I don't want to be in trouble right so he walks away she gets out the car they talk again you know that cop code shit I'm in the car, quiet. She slams the door. She just looks at me. Cop car goes away. The other car gone. We still sitting there. Mm. I'm like, so um, 
You gonna get up out of here? Or? <laughs> What's up? So why the fuck would you say that shit? I'm like, what the truth? <laughs> oh, I see what type of nigga you is. And then she started the car and took me home. We ain't talked the whole time. I'd never been so scared. I was like, this bitch gonna take me somewhere and shoot me in the head or something. <laughs> like, oh, my God. You, you put yourself at risk. So she took you home. Did y'all ever talk again? I just told her we couldn't talk no more. It was like, <laughs> I'm, I don't think this is going to work out. Uh, <laughs> but skip, but, but when I can tell you the energy of just her thinking she just do what the fuck she want to. And to be honest with you, her shit was heightened because she's a female too, which is probably in that precinct, it's probably even harder for women with them motherfuckers. So they got to be extra tough. Mm. Mm. Nigga. Fine as hell, but... Ooh, well, I've never been so scared in my life. I don't know why she thought I was going to lie. I was already irritated how crazy she was driving. I'm like, whatever I can say. I just wanted to tell the officer, hey, can I go with you? <laughs> please just take, me, take, from take me to jail, please. Take me to jail. Get me out this fucking car, this mad lady. <laughs> mm. I wonder what that meant. I, I see what type of nigga you are. What type of nigga are you? Like, What does that mean? Because you told the truth. It is the way she said it, too, the way she said nigga. It was like a cop calling you a nigga. Oh, I see what type of nigga you is. Which which one you talking about? Like a good boy. You talking about like cool nigga or like you think I'm disgusting nigga, nigga? Uh, She's pissed. She's pissed. She's like, I see what type of nigga you are. I'm like, are you Uncle Ruckus or like (laughs) (laughs) not Uncle Ruckus? Foxy Brown. Yeah, it's just a certain mindset that police officers have, man. Mm. But they're taught that shit. That's why you can't really... Like, they'll put these little groups together, like the Scorpion Squads and all that shit. But them be the dirtiest cops. Mm. That's why, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, like when we see drive-bys happening, we see we know... We can know in the hood exactly what's going on. They never fuck with them niggas. And the reason why, it's all a part of the same game. I'm from Chicago, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know if the cops working for the, the street niggas or not. Yeah. Every day. More, they actually more or less scared of them. You taking this somewhere now. No, it's just the truth, bro. It's 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 like it is the truth. But but what that's what makes it weird and uncomfortable when you see like somebody like Tyree Nichols like this is who y'all like want to beat to death. But you said it was personal. Allegedly, allegedly. But it's starting to be aggressive now because when I first heard it, uh, Pastor Bryant put it on his page first, and then I've been hearing it from different Memphis people. It's like it's traveling now. And even with that police chief is traveling. Because everybody says she dirty. That whole Memphis the police department finna be fucked. I think she is dirty. The fact that she hid the fact the fact that she hid that there were those two other officers that were involved in and not calling them out, that itself is dirty. Why would she do that? She's right. getting her commands from whoever's telling her to do it's all tied into each other. You know, this is like, you know, so they haven't brought another season of The Wire out and they did Memphis. Hmm. Nigga. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I ain't in no rush to go to Memphis at all. That used to be one of my favorite cities to perform in. When was the last time you performed? Like, a couple of years ago. Yeah. I had a great time. Cause I got, you know, I got some people I know out there. Me and Faison did Memphis together. Faison Love. Okay. Like Stax Records, I think it's out of, is it out of Memphis? I think it's Memphis. Cause we went to the Stax Museum. Yeah, it was originally based in Memphis. Mm-hmm. The museum is fucking amazing. The museum is actually the old record label building. It's a stack of records. Okay. And they made it into a museum. And uh, me and Faison went, and it was fucking very educational, actually. What did you think it was? And then they got, like, original studios and some of those classic songs were recorded in, and it's just really dope. Uh Phase on love is one of my favorite people. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Nobody. And it's crazy too. I like the fact we can disagree and still hang out. You know, because you know he blamed Hannibal for all the Cosby shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And so we would argue about that shit. It's like, come on, bro. No. But we agree to disagree. But Phase on a real one, man. You, if you cool with Phase on, that's a that's a blessing because either he fuck with you or he don't. Ain't no in between with him. Y'all always being cool. Yeah, he always show love. Like a little black motherfucker. That's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man. Yeah. I used to love hearing his stories, man. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm just like, and then you know, Jason Whitlock. Oh my god, what did Jason Whitlock do this time? He's basically. I'm trying to understand what he what was the point of him talking about single mothers. He's recently said some stupid shit. Yeah, blame Tamri is deaf. What did he say? Everybody involved in this on the street level was either 24 to 32 years old. Everybody. It was a group of young black men, five on one. Looked like gang violence to me. It, it looked like what young black men do when they're supervised by a single black woman. And that's what they got going on in the Memphis Police Department. They've elected some uh, or put some black woman in charge of the police force. And we're getting the same kind of chaos and disunity and violence that we see in a lot of these cities that are run by single mothers. They're, if we want to discuss the breakdown of family that leads to 
disrespect for authority that causes you to resist the police and run from the police and not comply with the police because you resist authority at all time because there was no male authority in your home let's have that discussion but that's not where they want to take us they no. want to take us down the path what? of saying you know what that's this not even Tucker a situation Carlson's though bro fault. this is some random white you know this is saying? donald trump's fault Jason it's Whitlock not, it's is the a breakdown bitch. of family and the buying in. I'm sorry, he's a bitch ass nigga. Things that and have nothing to do with promoting family. I'm sorry to say it's so blunt on here. I mean, man, but I'm a real one. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's disgusting. He said that the the police chief is a single. Even though y'all, you know, he said she's dirty. She's a single mother. That don't have nothing what to do. That? With, that don't have nothing to do with shit. What does that mean? And she's not though, actually. Like what does that mean? But she's not even a single mother. She's married. Is yeah. she married? Neither Tyree's mom or the police yeah. are single black women. So what the hell is he talking about? Nobody knows what the fuck Jason Whitlock. like. He don't know what he's talking about. Clearly. I mean, he's totally wrong. What? But you know, people love to hate on black women and put us down. So that's, that's, that's routine. Well, that's the problem with the podcast world today. It's a lot of cats on there, like, just talking hella crazy. Hmm. Saying anything, huh? Any- I mean, we just saw that breakdown with, um, you know, with Meg's case. Oh, yeah. Now you got all these random rappers apologizing. Like, well, sorry, we should have both been, we should have. And you got, like, Tory Lane's weird-ass father saying some of the weirdest. First of all, I didn't know this nigga had a father until the nigga went to court. What was you when he was doing all this stupid shit? Hmm. <laughs> he had a father figure. Yeah, you know what I mean? But he wasn't even like around. He wasn't even saying shit. He wasn't at the award shows. He ain't went on none of those weird ass lives. Yeah, we ain't never heard of him. Never heard of this nigga. Hmm. Hey. He even brought his fake beard ass somewhere. Well, Jason Woodlock said. If he had, a, if he had, well, he had a father figure, so Jason Woodlock was wrong again. He had a male in his life; is still out here. Who? Jason Woodlock said it. No, I'm just saying. He like, if you have a father, you ain't gonna be doing crazy stuff. You won't be going to jail. But Tory Lanez clearly had a dad. And Jason Whitlock seemed like a dude that was just hurt. Like some, like he dated a few women who didn't like him because they see who the fuck he is. Got checked about him. Now he mad about it. You know what I'm saying? That's what you see. Mm-hmm. That's what it seemed like. You wouldn't want to have a conversation with Jason Woodlock, huh? I don't. That's what I don't understand about cats like Jason Woodlock and the people that's been around him. Mm-hmm. How you don't steal on that nigga? Like I don't know if I can have a same conversation with that brother without being ready to be like, fam. And he don't even care to. It's, he's an interesting guy. He don't even care what none of us think. It's kind of like Candace Owens. They don't care. Mm. And does that come from? You believe self hate or? Yes, it's yeah, self hate. And it's having um, conversations with people who don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. He's sitting in a room at some weird ass club, probably having some, a glass of wine, talking to some other stupid nigga. Mm. And, uh, yeah, hey, see, so you're right. What it is is that the single mother, like, but, but you know what makes me mad about this even more? Is that why do you think these broken homes happen? How do you think it happened? You think black people wanted to do that shit? 
Like, he's a person that don't believe in systemic racism, probably. Yeah, probably. We got, he like, we got it good. So I don't think that. Yeah. Who do? A lot of people do. They, they do. That, you know, have a little success. They're like, yo, we, we, we good. We, we up now. But, you know, you're not in touch with the rest of the world, right? Mm. And they get lost. And I think they get lost on purpose. I don't think they get lost because they just said, no, nah, they don't want to be a part of that no more. So they separate themselves. Mm. I think it's a lot easier for like black men to do. I think you we've seen a lot of that in the last few years when you look at how black men voted for Trump. Mm. When you see even like these officers, right? It's like there's a proximity to, to whiteness that you get whenever you have that, that uniform on, right? Like even now... Whenever you see uh, some of these outlets like sharing information about the officers, they're starting to show their mugshots now and starting to separate them from the Police. the uniform. Mm-hmm. And by showing the mugshots, you get to separate them from mm-hmm. that oh, that police gang, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And it, which also separates them from the superiority that they thought they had. That's what Real was saying. Yeah. When he said that um the union ain't said nothing about these. Dude, people. it's a yeah. it's a it's a rap. And it's so interesting. It's like they're probably like, hey man, hey guys, um, we did exactly what y'all told us to do. <sighs> That's why, like, even when my man that got convicted for George Floyd, the way he looked in the courtroom was utter shock. Mm. Cause he's like, wait a minute. Right. You guys right. said I was good. I did exactly what, what you trained me to do. Yeah, that was terrible. And we're sitting that happened with these brothers. Let me stop calling these nigga brothers. Yeah. And they not. Word you gonna use? Well, I'm also thinking about too, like the police officers that want to do right. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, it's it's one of my drivers I use in Atlanta, former police officer. He was saying that was one of the reasons why he wanted to get out of it. You know, it was just it's too much. Mm. You want to do the right thing, but if you don't, you if your other the other cops maybe working that neighborhood with you ain't aligned like that, you just standing alone, and the people only gonna see you with them. Yeah. Yeah, they ain't gonna treat you that way. Even if you trying to do the right thing, like yeah, you they ain't gonna be like, oh, you cool. They go like, fuck all y'all. Mm-hmm. I think that's what every what everything. That's what race say. Like you got people of another race that want to do right, but you look like that. Same with they how they look at us. You know, like a threat, right? Well, you're so funny. I'm going through my EMT training for this movie because I'm playing an EMT, and. They was talking about how, like, you know, how much in danger they be, even though they're coming to help somebody maybe hurt, something like that. But you're all in the same game when they see you pull up. They see you pulling up with the police or right before the police and you got your uniform on. They was like, you you in danger most of the time like everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a certain way they got to knock, you know, knock at the door. We don't stick around. I said, we, I guess I'm playing this shit, but we don't stick around for danger because we don't have a vest on. We don't have anything to protect ourselves. 
So you learn to get the fuck out of there. Like, oh, fuck, we got to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is this for the police. This is, you know. Um, it's really interesting. It's going to be interesting playing a role like this. I, I always think about sometimes, like, if I if I decide to play a cop, there's a couple of scripts I'm looking at, like, mm. Because for me, I, w- I would want to play somebody that's conflicted. Hmm. With what they see for real and what that whatever that looks like, you know what I'm saying? You got to go in there and do some character changes. I mean, it's simple. If you get a police movie. Well, it's tough. That's why even with them doing Bad Boys 4, it's like... I don't know if I want to see celebrated cops anymore. Because I don't believe this shit. Mm. It was a time I used to think I used to kind of believe it. You know, you watch Lethal Weapon, like, oh, those are the good cops. <laughs> those two guys trying to do the right thing. But then that's the thing about being a police officer, man. You know how good of a person you got to think about doing the right thing all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I know they're not training them properly and bringing on people that want to do the right thing. I can imagine you get caught up in situations too where like self-preservation, right, is always going to be like the first rule of human nature. And so you end up in situations where it's like, do I serve the people or do I serve myself in this moment? Yeah. And that's the thing about it. I get that it's a tough job. I think now because everything is being exposed we got to be honest about how we hire officers. Like, firefighters are so trusted. Yeah. Because they go in there and they, they come in there to put the fire out. They, they, their intention is to, if people in a, in a burning building, they're going in there to get those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been talking about regaining trust to police forever, but, like, even more the last three years. And, and every year it seems like another hit going the other way. Um, so I don't know, you know, like you said, dismantle, defund, what do we do, right? Every year is something else. I just don't understand how they don't care. You know what it kind of reminds me of? You know how, like, we've been on sets before where, like, a production has, like, so much money? I, I know you can think of a, one that we recently did where it's like you got so much money you just start making bad decisions because you got the money mm-hmm. and it's like they keep dumping money into you know these officers and oh we gonna get you this and that and training this and da 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 and so it's like you have so many resources that you're not even being mindful or practical with them and, and making good choices because it's like oh well the you know, with the studios, it's like, oh, whoever's investing into this movie or with, you know, officers, it's like whoever's tax money we have, whatever, whatever the city budget is, like, they, they letting us do whatever we want to do. So, like, right. yeah, it's not being, I I think you really do have to scale back on what's being allotted to them, how many officers there are, and all that money can go into different resources. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing about it too. We're gonna just I, I I it's not only just dismantling the police, like you said, the money has to go in different resources. You know, I think we need to have like people that show up before the police. Yeah, like the social workers they were speaking about. Well not called social workers, but like like just the mentally st- like if you watch the negotiator, right? Mm. 
with Samuel Jackson. I know I always go to movies. But the guy that came to negotiate with him, he the one kept calming them thirsty motherfuckers down because they already knew they did some bullshit. Mm. So they were just trying to kill him. So he wouldn't figure this shit out. We need more of the people that can calm these motherfuckers down. It's nobody there of leadership to be like, hey, hey, what are y'all doing? Mm. Hey, get off his neck. Hey, hey, check her real quick. Stop, stop shooting. Why y'all shooting so much? Is this the right house? It's nobody to do that. So. It's like they just sending a bunch of motherfuckers out there with just recklessly without any fucking leadership. So that's actually a good role. Like you were just talking about that. You could be like the middle guy, the the distressor. The that's actually a pretty good distressor. Is pretty. I don't. Know if that's a good title, but that person in between with the police. But you go out with them. Like maybe yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like that's that's interesting. I don't know if it's a movie. I don't know what it is, but. Well, it goes to what April was saying. Okay. It kind of used to be like that. Now they have all these fucking gadgets and all this other shit that they think is helping shit. It's only making it fucking worse. Kind of like the body cams, right? And yeah, the body cam. This is like a supervisor. What has the body cam do to help any of these situations? They've been still doing what the fuck they want to, and they can shut that bitch off. Yeah, more so than anything, too. I think whenever you um, get into these environments where... They really think they in training day or in a video game or something. And it's like you get all this stuff and you like, oh, let's see what this can do. And it's like, oh, you're dealing with people. I also think it's interesting like that the same person that you would call for like a noise violation is the same person that you would call if somebody got murdered. Or the same people that you call for like a car accident. Mm-hmm. It's like a fender bender type situation. It's mm. the same people that you would call about like a robbery or something. Like maybe we could split up. Yeah. Some of this and yeah, I, I think you should have like a. It can be three people, two cops, and a, a, the tween person. Well, it used to be you even knew who your personnel was. Like you, like you said, it was times that the the lieutenant knew what cops could do what. Right, 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 right. Mm. These two niggas is rogue. We need them to go after the dope dealers. Okay, this is domestic disputes. Send them over there because they know how to talk to people and shit. Like it used to be that. Right now, it's just like shooby the doubles do the fuck. Because I'm gonna say this. When when that school shooting happened, mm. was it Texas? Yeah. Yep. Uvalde. And the parents was fucking making themselves go in there to get their kids. And them scary ass fucking cops hmm. with the vest on and the guns didn't do shit. And then we see the video of the motherfuckers being scary as fuck in the hallway while, while gunshots is going off. That's terrible. Make it make sense. Make it, make it, make fucking sense. They wouldn't even go help those children. But all the, nigga, it was a bunch of them with the vest on and the helmets and all type of shit. For real? You scared of an unskilled motherfucker and you been trained. Yeah, there ain't too many excuses you can give. Um. At this point, like, here we go again. And, uh, Man, I mean, look. At the end of the day, I just want everything to make make just make sense. You know, even just the stuff we were just talking about; those are real solutions. Mm-hmm. 
all these, they got tanks and shit. I think about even when we were just protesting, all the shit they bring out for motherfuckers with just paper signs in their hands. Yeah. No weapons. They had tear gas. All there you Tear gas, tanks, the RoboCop shoes. They were shooting the guns with the, what was pellet? They got pellets. They pellet had, bullets. They got, they, they, nigga, for this. Rubber bullets. For this. You literally with your hands up. But then we think about that young man that shot protesters with full-blown gun in his hand, just walking. Cal Rittenhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Murdered people, and he ain't go to jail. Yeah. Nigga, they would have had to shoot me if I was a cop. I'd have tackled the fuck out that little nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, like why, why? Like if you know, I remember when I was a kid, how like you know people wanted to be. You used to play cops and robbers, right? Yep. At some point, the robbers got more popular. <laughs> you got one dude to be a cop. I'll be the cop. Well, you by yourself, nigga. We for to rob everything. Yeah, the people who got away usually became became the hero at that time. Like you are the hero. You made it out. You got away. You got away. You got away from authority. I mean, we celebrate the the the, the wrongest the wrongest things in life, and it it trickles down, it trickles down, and we don't even know it subconsciously. We all are celebrating the wrong thing. It's, I do believe it's people that want to do right, man. But it's like, mm, I've had my fair share of run-ins with the police. And sometimes the black cop will be cool until the white cop show up. Then he turn. He into... turn on some other shit. Yeah. That like, damn, nigga, what's up, bro? Like, like what happened? Yeah. That happens. Yeah, that sucks. But nobody like... learned, you know, we need some dis, 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 I don't know what the word is. The escalation training or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. The escalation. Motherfuckers don't know how to do shit. Like everything's just everybody hot. And like once again, we saw with this particular shit with Tyree Nichols is like these are literally a bunch of people that thought they could just do that shit. Mm. And not one person. <laughs> and if they even with their body cams on, they was like, oh, we we know the language, we know how to do this shit. Yeah. That's wild to me. With cameras on, that make that, I mean. But like, they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. They thought they knew by the book how to do this shit, which means I wonder how many other fucking times has this happened. Mm. All right, for them had a comment. You ain't going to do shit that's just new. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even when you, you know, with, with George Floyd's situation, you think that was new for him to stand, sit on somebody's neck? Damn. I always look at people's body language if they doing something new. That motherfucker was chilling like that. He's done it before. Mm. I think that's the, the heartbreaking part about all these videos, if I could be honest, is that we saw them living first. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were alive. Watching somebody. While that was happening. Pass on camera is 
and they didn't, those people didn't care about. And we, we talking about like all this shit. Mike Brown, like all of it. Even like Sandra Bland, it's just too much. Yeah, not knowing what happened to her. With this shit on camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's what made Breonna Taylor shit so fucking sad. That nobody's really held accountable for, like they just got away. You can't make a mistake and kill somebody and you're trained to not do that. They didn't lock anybody up for that one? Yeah, I thought people I were got arrested so. though. I don't think so. No, most of them didn't really suffer any uh, consequences. Not at all. They didn't. That shit stressed me the fuck out. We were shooting vacation friends at that time. I couldn't even work that day. Yeah, I think they were charged, but I don't think they served any like real time. Well. I just I knew there was somebody was well, a few were charged like two three. I just wasn't sure, but yeah, man. Um, what is the answer? What is the solution, man? It ain't no solution to answer just yet, but I do believe I'll say this. What I love about this generation of people that's alive is that we can actually say something. Once again, it was a time you couldn't say shit. And it's so weird watching what happened to Tyree, and you can't help but to think about Emmett Till. Huh. Mm. And Mama Till thought, hey, let me show what they did to my baby so it won't happen to nobody else. And that shit hasn't stopped yet. Man. And but the difference is we can we're seeing it. And it's still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think policing hasn't evolved in the way that technology has, and so the things that they've been used to doing, this book that they've always played by, it hasn't changed. But technology has changed in a way where everybody's got a camera. You can be seen, you know, at any point in time, and then there's social media where it can get shared to billions of people at once. So. Still ain't enough yet, but I'm going to say this, man. Be careful out here, y'all. And hopefully we'll be able to figure something out. Because Tyree Nichols should be here. Man. Rest in peace, young man. Rest in peace, man. And we're sorry for what happened to you. You didn't deserve that. And hopefully you enjoy your forever sunset. Wow. All right, it's been an episode of Keeping It Real and Keeping It Real with Young Wayne, man. Peace. That was a headgum podcast.